IDC Radio. Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. Welcome back to Film Fanatics. Your home for the hottest movie topics of the week. I'm Gal. And I'm Alan. This week we'll be talking about the Fast and Furious saga and review the newest installment of the series, F9, which is now in theaters. So first, let's get into some movie news and let's see how the theaters are doing. They have been back for quite a while now and I'm so excited to see how much cinemas are being embraced once again by the audience. According to Deadline, God, I hate this headline, but F9 drives past 400 million worldwide <laughs> with a 70 million opening weekend in the US, which is crazy. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about Fast 9. Uh, Quiet Place 2 is nearing 250 million worldwide. Peter Rabbit 2 is nearing 107 million worldwide. And The Conjuring 3, it's nearing six, 160 million worldwide. That means over a million people want to see a movie about a talking rabbit. It's pretty good, right? That means we're back. <laughs> I guess so, if you're willing to do that for Peter Rabbit. Okay, so if we take a look at Israel, on the Cinema City website, I'll count down the top five films that have been the most popular recently. So at number five, there's Luca. Number four, Wrath of Man. Number three, Cruella. Number two, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, and number one, no surprise, F9. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone right now. That movie is doing bonkers all over the globe. I just want to say that I think A Quiet Place 2 is the best movie out there right now, and you guys got to go watch it. So if we look into some more movie news... Um, this is an interesting one because I didn't know about this recently, but it's been announced for a while. Uh, there's a new Disney Plus series coming out, and it's a prequel to Beauty and the Beast. It's called Little Town, and it's now beginning production. And it's starring Luke Evans and Josh Gad returning as Gaston and LeFou. As we talked about in our Disney Fanatics episode, Beauty and the Beast might be one of the best live-action remakes uh, of the ones that Disney has done in the past few years. And uh, not in small part of that because of the performances by Luke Evans and Josh Gad, so it's 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 a fun it's a fun thing to revisit for sure, especially because it's a weird thing to do a sequel for. So I'm down for a Disney Plus prequel like six hour Gaston extravaganza. Yeah, well, I want to read to you the premise because it sounds kind of hilarious. So according to Wikipedia. Set years before the events of Beauty and the Beast, Gaston and LeFou set out alongside Tilly, LeFou's stepsister, in a journey filled with comedy, romance, and adventure. After a revelation from Tilly's past surfaces, which leaves the secrets uncovered and present threats discovered, as they discover, discover again, the mysteries of their kingdom. Okay, it kind of doesn't sound great <laughs> now that I listen to it like that. But I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because it has had a lot of the people that were involved in the movie and the movie was pretty great. Let's turn into Warner Brothers for a bit. 
uh, DC specifically. So Aquaman 2 is officially titled Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Just began filming this week. It's been director, uh, being directed by the same director as the first one, James Wan. I'm, I'm a particular big fan of the first one. I really like the first one. I watched it a couple of times and it is up there for DC movies for me. What did you think about it? It was a really pleasant surprise when I saw it in theaters. And I even did something that I haven't done for a lot of DC movies, which is I've watched it again since. And I think the visuals are really good. So it's great that they're bringing James Wan back. He got it right once. He's definitely going to get it right the second time. Uh, and it's supposed to be out in Christmas 2022, which I'm not sure about because uh, that's actually when Avatar 2 is supposed to debut as well. I don't think that's a smart thing to do. I think Aquaman 2 will move a little bit into 2023 if I had to predict. Yeah, I'm, that might be it. Uh, we never know if these Avatar sequels, because they have been supposed <laughs> to be co been coming out for since 2014, if I'm not mistaken. So Please, I'm so excited. So that could move as well, just be honest, with COVID and everything. Aquaman 1 was a pretty successful Christmas release in... Um, 2018. Yeah, if you look at it, Aquaman came out the same week as Bumblebee, Mary Poppins Returns, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and it made a lot more money than all of those. Yeah. So our next piece of news also comes from Disney, specifically Disney+. Plus. The Beatles Get Back is a documentary directed by Peter Jackson, and he's made the decision to change it from a theatrical film to a three-part miniseries that'll release on Disney Plus this Thanksgiving. It'll be two hours each, I think, because he said six hours. And the main reason is because he restored 60 hours of unseen footage of the Beatles recording the Let It Be album. So he wanted to expand the storytelling here and change it into a series. We've been, we talked about the Beatles before in the show, and I've told you guys that it's, one of my favorite bands of all time. I love all of their songs. They're all so good. And I love Peter Jackson and his directing style. And I want to see what he does with this. Uh, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. The background is there was a 1970s documentary called Let It Be in which they recorded the album. And it sort of depicts uh, that recording session as like what led to them eventually breaking up. This one is supposed to be more exciting because it shows the good times that they had and the fun they had recording the songs. And it's a bit of a re-edit of that footage from the 60s. Okay, yeah, that again, uh, that sounds just like really fun. And uh, I trust Peter, Peter Jackson to do a good job here. But I mean, you can't get enough Beatles in the world, you know? You can't. That's, that's a fact. So now let's go into Total Recall which this week is a bit of a special one as well. We're going to talk about a franchise, not a specific movie. We're going to talk about the Fast Saga, uh, because Fast 9 just came out. We watched it. We're going to talk about Fast 9 pretty soon. But for now, what do you think about the Fast Saga in general, Gal? Uh, do you have a favorite movie? Okay, so a little context first. You've seen all of them prior, right? The only one I haven't seen is Tokyo Drift. And I want to watch it. I keep putting it off but it's the only one i haven't seen i haven't seen tokyo drift in its entirety either but the only ones i'd seen prior were fast five to 
the current ones. And then I went back and saw one and two and parts of three and four for this. So four is horrible. Sorry. go. I remember the ending pretty well because I watched it on TV and it leads right into five. But to answer your question, my favorite would be Furious 7. What's yours? My favorite is Fast Five. Okay, that would be right behind. I was I was debating. And, fa- and Furious 7 is right behind. So we mind. have the same top two. Yeah. Uh, listen, I might be biased because it takes place in my home country of Brazil, uh, Fast Five. But for me, it's like the quintessential Fast movie. Because it's insane, but not too insane. It has like that bonker scene of a car driving with a with a bank vault attached <laughs> to it which is bonkers but it's not they, they make it in a way that's just so fun and it's the first movie with Dwayne Johnson which has become one of my favorite characters in the series uh I love Hobbs I love him I love Dwayne Johnson on anything so I I was thinking Hobbs might be one of his best parts in his career. It is really good. Like it, it's very different character. <laughs> like if you go all the way to Hobbs and Shaw, like <laughs> it goes, it doesn't even seem like the same character sometimes. But it, he's always fun. I think scenes like them carrying the safe through the streets of Brazil just perfectly represents why this series is so much fun. I feel like. When, whenever they come out every two years, they're a big event and you can go and laugh and enjoy the ridiculous stunts that they pull off. And I've always enjoyed following them. Exactly. And also Fast Five was the first one to go into a bit of a more bonkers route. Fast Four kind of did it a little bit, but like Fast Five was the one that kind of started this whole like, oh, this is a bonkers blockbuster, big thing that you have to see in the movie theater kind of thing. Because before it was mostly... Just street racing. And so watching The Fast and the Furious for the first time, it's... Yeah, how was that? It's a very different movie for sure, but it also feels kind of perfect that they led into this way because they were always a little bit ridiculous. And it's not a great movie, personally, but I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much without knowing the stuff that comes after. I I can understand that. I think I watched it somewhat in order when i was a kid fast and furious came out and i watched it with my friends um i don't think on the theaters because i don't think we're allowed by our parents (laughs) so we watched it like in the tv like months later or something (laughs) like that um and we always had fun with it and when i did my rewatch a couple of years back like it's a fun it's a more grounded movie for sure it's like uh like an undercover cop uh, meets street racing story, kinda. It's like uh, GTA the movie. That's a good tagline. I, I like that. I like that first one. Uh, second one is okay. Uh, I haven't seen Tokyo Drift, and the fourth one, it just seems like a weird TV movie to me. <laughs> I feel like had I just popped in a movie called The Fast and the Furious from 2001 without knowing what it was, it would have been another cheesy, like. 2000s studio film that I would have forgotten about. Sure, maybe I just have nostalgia for it because I watched it so much when I was a kid. Ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Let's talk about Furious 7 for a little. Why is it your... This is, I think, the first time they really 
leaned completely into the comedy genre. They went all out and it was ridiculous. I feel like Fast Six leaned into their good guys now and this is a Mission Impossible movie. But Furious 7 is like every moment there's a joke. Every moment there's something ridiculous that they make fun of. And I'm not saying the other ones aren't funny. Because there is humor. Especially because of Roman and Ted who I think are the favorites. But I also think Furious 7 doesn't take itself seriously but at the same time has the best writing and it pays off. Yeah, I agree with that. It has probably the best writing in the whole series. It has the best director in the whole series, in my opinion, in James Wan. Yeah, we just talked uh, about him. We, he did Aquaman. Yeah, we just talked about him. He's such a good re- director. He handles the very tragic passing of Paul Walker in real life in a very graceful way. So the way they did it was actually like heartwarming. And um, I, I, sh- I think I should credit, credit James Wan. Because uh, it was just a heartwarming scene of them driving away. And it was beautiful. And I actually teared up a bit knowing that he passed away in real life. I remember really liking that scene when I saw it in theaters. And then I had to explain to my grandpa that the guy passed away. But I do think they handled it really well. And I think people still talk about that scene when we talk about the franchise. Because it's the most emotional and truthful moment. Yeah, for sure. And funny, funnily enough, I actually had to explain that to my sister and my dad as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because they saw me tearing up and they were like, why are you crying oh. in a Fast and Furious movie? What are your favorite action scenes from the series? Oh, the 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 one that I told that I talked to you about here before, uh, with the uh, with the vault, them just destroying Rio de Janeiro in such bonkers ways and like going through banks and going through like it's it's just insane and I love it so much. Do you remember the fight scene between? I think it was the first fight scene between Vin Diesel and The Rock, it's where he's so about good. to kill him and then he hits the wrench on the ground. It is That's so it's good. really gritty and. I don't know if the other films have that, so I'll definitely give that to Fast Five. So in Seven, they have a bit of a gorilla fight also in a rooftop of a parking lot. Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel Jason and Jason Statham. And then he goes, the thing about street fights, the street always wins. And then he crumbles beneath him. And, it's, and he survives. And He's both, fine. Both of them are fine. Yeah. thing about street fights, the street always wins. Do you remember the final battle of the sixth movie where they bring down a plane by attaching ropes to their cars and then just driving down the runway? It's the fun thing about this franchise. Like you just watch this shit on screen and you're like, what the hell is happening? But I'm here for it. The great thing about these movies is they're always trying to up the ante. So that's why some of the action in the later movies is so memorable. I think the fate of the furious is a scene where a lot of the action is driven not just by the big scale, but also by humor. And so that's why I like a lot of the action from Fast Day yeah, also. When, uh, when the submarine comes up. Why are they shooting at me? Maybe because you're in an orange Lamborghini. I don't know. Shit, Tess! But I do think that's becoming their downfall as well, which we're going to get to when we talk about F9. But until Fate of the Furious, I think it worked. Do you think a movie like The Fast and the Furious, the original, would be made or embraced today? 
I think it would if he was made. I don't think I would have cast Vin Diesel. That's just a. I was gonna say the acting in the first one isn't really that good. I love I love Paul Walker. Like I think he's an understated actor. He wasn't like a fantastic actor, but like he really delivers. Like when you watch all of this, all of those films. Michelle Rodriguez is good in the later movies, but I didn't think she was good in the first she wasn't movie. Wasn't very good in the first movie. But Jordana Brewster, I think she always has been. Like she pretty, did good, pretty decent. Um, but I would never cast Vin Diesel. I think I would have cast Dwayne Johnson in that role. Like if he was ah. made today for the first time, I think I would. Actually, no, scratch that. I think I would have cast unknown actors. That makes sense. I, I think... would have made like more of like an indie like version of that because that can actually be like a really good like emotional stories about, about how this family needs to like steal to survive and like you have the street racing you can film it in a cool way like they did in like only focus on the race like they did in like uh ford versus ferrari or something like that to direct like a really 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 grounded version of that first movie really focus on the acting on getting good actors I feel like you could get a really good movie. I feel like tonally there are some really good elements to the first movie, but I don't know if they they all came together. I don't know. Like like I said, it's just cheesy but not bad. You know who I would actually cast as Vin Diesel as I forgot his name. Dominic. Dom. Dom. I would cast Young Dom from F9. Oh. I feel like he did a good job. We're gonna get to that, but like I would cast him. By the way, I just wanted to say this last thing on Rotten Tomatoes. The first Fast and the Furious has 53%. So it feels like they embrace the concept audiences and it made a lot of money, which is why they made more. But it wasn't really until that fifth movie that we both really like so much that the series fully realized itself with everyone. Yeah, exactly. I feel like uh, that's when it, that's when everyone got it and that's when the filmmakers got it as well, I feel like. Now we're going to do something very special. We both went out to the theaters this last week and saw F9. There's nothing more powerful than the love of family. But you turn that into anger, there's nothing more dangerous. Maybe this is the end, but we're going to go out together. You know I'd ride to the death with you. I've talked a lot today about how much I like, or in some cases even loved, how bonkers these movies got. But I did mention before that I thought it was going to be its downfall. And this is where it happens. I did not like this movie at all. It was such a drag. It was so, so long. And you weren't worried about anyone because, you know, all of them were going to be alive by the end of the movie. So you were... Because, like, even Han comes back. That's in the trailer. That's not even a spoiler. Hey, guys. Nice clubhouse. I'm gonna have to disagree a little bit because I enjoyed the movie. I definitely agree that there were really no stakes because they didn't really explain much of the evil plan. And you know, Han comes back, which was so stupid. And yeah, you you know that they're gonna be fine. But I do think they they really did a good good job with the action. 
And I'm going to actually disagree with the fact that even though it's the longest by far, two hours, 25 minutes, I do think it flew by. At the same time, as it kind of flew by because it was an action, 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 action. At the same time, for me, it just dragged for so long because it, be, because of what you discussed before. There's no stakes here. So, like, what is the point of all this action? Like, I remember the scene at, where Gal Gadot's character died. How that how that affects Han in that movie, like they had some sort of emotional stakes. There was no emotional stakes here. Han also dies in six, three, seven, all of them, and it's the main thing. In three, it drives them in seven to get revenge on Jason Statham, and you feel that, and that's undone because he faked his death all along. I'm gonna tell a couple of things that I did like, okay, just so I'm not all Debbie Downer up in here. Uh, I love John Cena in anything he does. And he was good here. Like, I actually thought he was terrible. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked it. Like, every time he was on screen, I was, I was like, oh, that's fun. Most of the supporting Cena. actors I thought were really bad. Charlize is terrible in both 8 and 9, even though she's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, sure. Um, all the villains were bad. Uh, Lucas Black and his gang from Tokyo Drift were terrible. Uh, I love Roman and Tej. They're funny once again. Please tell me that's not a Pontiac Fiero strapped to a rocket engine. Impressive. I know. No. No, that's that's not impressive. My ass is in fuego! They were really funny. Like they are they're always funny. But I uh, again, because of the writing in this movie, I didn't feel like they were as funny as they were in the previous movies. And I feel like that's something that can be applied to everything in this movie because of writing. You just go, oh, yeah, that's just not as good as it was like two years ago. I will say, I do think they did a good job of upping the ante, especially with the action scene in the jungle. I thought that was really, really good. But to be honest, I don't see the series going too much further after this installment. They should maybe make one more and wrap it up. I agree. I think this was said something about 12 or 11 movies on, oh, no. on the main one. Uh and before watching this movie, I was actually down for that. I would have been like, yeah, you, you go, Vin. But now, <laughs> after watching this movie and um, really just getting so disappointed by it. And after watching Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw was a good movie. In my opinion, it was more of like a Mission Impossible type movie than like Fast and Furious type movie. I'd rather get a, a Hobbs and Shaw 2 than a Fast 10 at this point. Just because of the latest installments here. What do you think about that? I'm going to be honest. I like this movie much more than Hobbs and Shaw. Are you kidding me? Um, I, uh, what? I think what? Hobbs and Shaw is... Look, it's an enjoyable movie to put on, but it's nowhere near as fun as 7, 8, 6, even 9. Yeah, like... but not, a, not as 9. Come on. I think, okay, the writing of Nine is definitely as bad as the writing Hobbs and Shaw, but I think the no, action... Hobbs and Shaw has better writing. What are you talking about? I think the action in Nine is what makes it better. Well, I, I definitely do not agree with that. The script is ridiculous, but in my opinion, if you know what you're getting in for with these movies, if you just want some fun action, I think you should give it a go. I got what I wanted, but definitely nothing that I would rave about. Like I would say, A Quiet Place too, which I thought, like, amazing script directing. This movie's just ridiculous fun. It is a bit ridiculous fun, like, I agree with that. But honestly, with everything that's out right now, go watch Black Widow. 
in a week or two. Go watch Cruella. Go watch Soul again. Anything that is in the theaters is better than this right now. Just being honest. Just, that's just my opinion. Well, I like to formally apologize to Vin Diesel for shitting all over his, late, his latest movie. I think that uh, eliminates our chances of having Vin Diesel on the podcast. Yeah, and it eliminates my chances of directing Fast and Furious 15. I want to thank you guys so much for being with us. Thank you, Gal. This was a fun episode. It was really fun. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our differing opinions about F9 and reminiscing on the whole franchise with us. And that's the fun of, of being two people here, you know? 100%. So that's it, guys. Have a great week, and we'll see you guys next time. See you soon. Bye.